I certainly do. Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I'm Paul Caputo, sportslogos.net minor league baseball correspondent, broadcasting live, as always, from the Helmet Sunday Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. We're going to be talking today about the Midland Rockhounds in Midland, Texas. The Midland Rockhounds are the AA affiliate of the Oakland A's. They've been around since 1972 when they were the Midland Cubs, and then they were the Midland Angels. They became the Midland Rockhounds in 1999. I'll be talking to the guys from Torch Creative, who created the brand that they just unveiled last year that's been very well received. And in an exclusive Baseball by Design interview, I'll be talking with McGruff the Crime Dog to see if he is actually working undercover with the Midland Rockhounds. Right now, I'm very happy to be joined by the team's assistant GM, Jeff Von Holly. Jeff, thank you so much for being here to talk about the Rockhounds. Sure, looking forward to it, Paul. Should be a great conversation. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. It's why I do this. Obviously, you guys went through a rebrand fairly recently, but the nickname has been around since 1999. I mean, this 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 nickname has had some some staying power. So can you talk about what the term Rockhounds means to the uninitiated? Because I'm sure it's obvious in uh, in Texas, but maybe not everywhere. And then why you guys went with it for your for your nickname for the team? Sure, I'd be happy to. So when we decided uh, back in the late 90s uh, that we were going to change our name and, you know, our affiliation was going to change as well. Um, you know, we had a name the team contest and we didn't, we didn't really know, I guess, where we were going to go with that, obviously, you know, wanted to get a bunch of different ideas and, and kind of narrow it down from there. And, you know, anytime you do a name the team contest, you get all sorts of, you know, different names, some really good, some okay, and some not so good, just to be honest. And, you know, certainly we got, you know, all those different categories. And one of the ones that uh, that we got that immediately made, you know, the top of the list was Rockhounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually submitted by our former mayor, uh, Bobby Burns. And uh, that's obviously not why we picked it, but, you know, he obviously knows, you know, the city of Midland and the Permian Basin as well as, as anybody, <laughs> I guess, being, being the mayor. But, uh, yeah, he submitted Rockhounds. And, uh immediately kind of captured our interest, I guess I would say, and uh, said, okay, great. That sounds great. What's a rock hound? Uh, found out that it's basically a, you know, geologist who looks for oil, uh, searches for oil. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot of geologists here. You know, obviously this is, you know, arguably probably the oil capital of you know, the, you know, the United States and thought it was a great idea. So we went with it. This is the only nickname that this team has had that where it's not been named for its parent club. So uh, how long have you been with the team? Uh, so I got here in 94. It's my 29th season. Okay. So, you know, in 94, when you got there, they were the, the Midland Angels. Uh, before that, they were the Midland Cubs. And, and, I, and you've been the, the, the A's affiliate since 1999 when you made that switch. Was there, was there any sentiment towards keeping the, you know, the, the team named for its parent club or did the team, did the community really embrace having something unique for, for Midland? Yeah, there was no um, any sort of backlash or anything like that was keep it, keeping the parent name team alive. You know, I think even back then in the late 90s when we made the change, everybody, I guess, kind of knew that that was the, the minor league way of doing things now is to, you know, come up with your own brand, with your own identity. Um, and I do think that the people of Midland, uh, you know, welcomed that and didn't put up any sort of a, you know, fight to, to keep the major league name. That didn't happen. Sure. That was that question was a total setup. I knew that was the guy was going to be the answer. <laughs> I'd have been shocked if you had said there was anyone who said, yeah, we want to be the Midland A's. Um, so, so the original logo that came out, because that logo, I mean, like I said, you, you had a rebrand. We're going to be talking to the guys from, from Torch Creative in the next segment here. Uh, but the original logo that that came out, you know, was very detailed, had that sort of like Jurassic Park font where it said Midland. And then you had the very sort of like Flintstones rockhound. And yeah. then you had this 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 character. And listen, I don't want to cast any aspersions here, but this was right in the middle of the steroid era. And the uh, the original logo <laughs> looks a little bit jacked here. I got I got to be honest. So <laughs> but you went with a you know, a literal cartoon dog for the logo and you still with the rebrand have a cartoon dog. But the this this original one that you that you you had this character who 
while being a cartoon dog, looks a little bit like, uh, you know, Poochie from The Simpsons, but maybe, you know, with the Mark McGuire steroid regimen. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that was not the original intent and, you know, any sort of, you know, uh, you know, steroid era reference or anything like that. I think we were just kind of going back then for more of a, uh, you know, uh, obviously a dog, but, you know, just kind of a, a rough, tough, you know, West Texas type, I guess I would say image for that logo. Sure. Well, and I love like one of my favorite details is he's got a sundial for a watch, which yeah. is which is hilarious. Why? So why does he have a sundial? Yeah. So and you kind of mentioned a minute ago, kind of that Flintstones type look. I mean, yeah. that was one of the things that we talked back, uh, talked about back, you know, in the late 90s when we were, you know, kind of coming up with that logo is what do we want to go with? And we just kind of decided to go with, uh, I would say, kind of that stonish look you know, with, you know, even the, the, the way that the, the rock hounds were spe spelled out, you know, very, mm -hmm. I guess I would say, again, kind of a stone look and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of threw that, uh, that sundial, you know, watch on him, you know, not to say that, it, you know, completely, you know, totally from the Flintstones or anything like that. But again, that was mentioned when we did that. And we said, well, at the time, I guess all kind of said, yeah, that's good. Let's go with that. But, you know, I do think it kind of ran its course, you know, and, you know, for the 2022 season, you know, which was going to come earlier uh, than 22, but it didn't, you know, because of all of the stuff related to COVID. Yeah, there was just uh, you know, so much upheaval there for a couple of years where, where any change at all just seemed like it would have been, unless it was already in process. You know, there were so many teams that rebranded right before COVID. Yeah. And of course, you had the, uh, you know, the, you had the, the year lost to COVID and then you had the realignment. And, and so, yeah, there was just so much chaos there. So um, I had actually heard through, you know, writing through for sports logos that there was a change coming. And then, yeah. you know, hearing that it was, it, it had been delayed a little bit. Do you, uh, so, understanding that the term rock hound is probably pretty prominent in in texas is it a term that you have to explain because you know minor league baseball branding now uh, especially with your with your new look it you know the successful brands will will extend beyond the local community uh, pretty quickly is rock hound a term that you have to explain to people who don't understand the oil industry or you know geology yeah, certainly not locally, no. Um, you know, I don't know that, you know, over my the course of my time here that I've ever kind of had to explain that term, I guess, to anybody in the Permian Basin or in West Texas, or for that matter, probably in the entire state of Texas. Um, even the outside of the state of Texas, I mean, it really doesn't come up very much. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means that people outside of the state maybe just kind of play along and <laughs> act like they know what it is and they really don't or whatever. Um, but I, I would say the answer to that question uh, largely is no. Um, either people know what it is or, you know, they, they just act like they know what it is, but you know, it's, it's, it's a name that I guess served us really, really well. Sure. Well, and then you went through the, the rebrand and you know that that name has been serving you well, and it's been an important part of the community. And I, I think there was a certain amount of relief in minor league baseball when folks learned that you were going to keep the name and update the, the logo. What was the thinking in, in the choice to, to, update the brand but keep the name yeah so the discussion to possibly change the name lasted about two seconds mm -hmm. um and that quickly got axed by all of us basically here in the office that you know we had no interest in changing the name um we knew that we needed to do something i.e update the logo to kind of that modern 2020 2022 look um that was you know a no-brainer for us but changing the name honestly was never even on the table we knew that that's something that we did not want to do we got like i said a minute ago something good going here everybody in town we're really fortunate we know that we're really fortunate in this awesome community of midland not not to sound you know cocky or anything but everybody in town already they know who the rock hounds are uh, why would we want to change that? So we didn't. Of course. Yeah. Well, so let's now the logo itself. Uh, you mentioned you wanted a more sort of updated contemporary look. You know, I've 
I have seen a lot of these rebrands. I'm sure you have too in, in all of your years uh, working in the industry. This one was as well received sort of nationally as any that I've seen. You know, I mean, we talk a lot on this this podcast about the J curve where there's a sort of initial negative reaction yeah. and then people get used to it and then it comes back up. It felt to me like that did not happen with this logo, that that this one was pretty well embraced. People saw the the reason for the change that the, you know, the the previous logo served you guys well, but it was probably a little bit out of date. And that this this new one was was much cleaner. You know, the 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 new the new dog character definitely uh, more in keeping with uh, today's regimented standards of uh, steroid testing here. You know, more sort of a wiry Andrew McCutcheon character rather than a uh, <laughs> Mark McGuire. But uh, you know, so the, the dog himself is is less sort of bulky and more sort of sly. Uh, and then you have a lot of you know sort of different elements uh, that that create this larger logo suite. And like I said, I'll talk to the guys from Torch about that. But the decision to go with a more sort of contemporary, sophisticated. It's still a cartoon dog, but a less cartoony cartoon dog, if it, as it were. Yeah, so that was really important to us when we first sat down and talked with the, the guys from Torch, who, you know, are awesome. And, you know, I, I play those guys up to everybody in the industry that we talked to just because they did a fantastic job for us. But that was our goal. You know, I mean, we did not really feel like we needed to start over from scratch with the logo. Um, we liked a lot of elements of that old logo, mm -hmm. um, you know, and we just, I think, I think it was a situation where we felt like we needed to take what we liked from that logo and just kind of update it a, uh, a little bit, you know, without completely changing it because, you know, it, it wasn't broken before, mm -hmm. um, even, you know, in 2022, um, it just needed to be refreshed. Sure. Well, and, and, for sure, after you know almost a quarter century with that previous logo, um, there was plenty of emotional equity in that in the local community. You know, I'm speaking from my perspective, seeing this you know at the thirty thousand foot level, kind of nationally, and and from you know from my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado, saying that there was not really much of any kind of negative reaction to this. What did you see in the local community? Yeah, very much the same thing, and you know it was so refreshing. I think for us you know, to, you know, you spoke a little bit about, you know, typically in rebrands, a lot of times, like you said, there is a big backlash, you know, why did you change it, you know, and eventually people end up coming around. It, it was refreshing for us not to have to go through that. And I do think that that is, you know, largely a credit to the folks over there at Torch who, you know, um, you know, did our logo and, it was great. You know, I mean, you're right. It was, I don't even know what percentage it was, but I think it was high nineties, you know, in terms of the, the, the approval or the popularity or whatever, I guess I would say, you know, for that logo when it first came out, but it was really well received um, initially, both nationally, which you spoke to and locally as well, you know, and, and we've, I guess, seen that too, and even in our, you know, souvenir numbers, you know, kind of to date here in the 22 season. So I compared your your previous logo to uh, Poochie from The Simpsons. I think it's hard not to see a cartoon dog and compare them to other cartoon dogs. I don't know why that is for me. I like this new logo very much. I think it was a great upgrade. Like you say, the guys from Torch Creative, they did the logo for sportslogos.net, who I write for. And so, you know, I'm, I'm well familiar with the, their work. I think they do great work. But in the interest of, of comparing cartoon dogs to other cartoon dogs, I, I thought that the new Rocky looked a little bit like McGruff the crime dog. Have you heard that from anyone? Actually, when, it, when we first came out with the new logo, um, I did hear that. So um, I don't think I've heard it since. You know, we unveiled this in what, November, I think, of 21, if I remember right. I think I heard it a little bit in November and December. And until you just said McGruff, here it is, you know, the end of July. I don't think I've actually heard it in 22. So I think that kind of went away a little bit. And certainly that, you know, wasn't ever discussed by either us or the folks at Torch when that first came out. I think that, you know, a, a person here or there may have seen it, but um, it hasn't really been prevalent since. Okay. Okay. Well, it's, I'm glad that Rocky has his, has his own identity there for sure. That's, he does. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Well, like I said, I mean, this is, this is a really fun brand and I really love the, the connection to the, the local community. It's something that I think that, that minor league teams do, 
better than anyone, better than the major professional sports, better than I think even collegiate sports. I mean, I think that the, the, the care and the focus on community and selecting nicknames in minor league baseball is more hyper-local in, in minor league baseball than it is anywhere else. And so with that, I want to ask you, what is the hyper-local connection? What, how come in the Copa de la Diversión program, the Spanish language alternate identities that minor league baseball teams have, you all went with the Matamoscas de Medesa, which is, I guess, the Midland fly swatters. Right. What is the what's the connection to Midland for for fly swatters? Yeah. So when the Copa program first came out, um, what we did here is we got with the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, and I don't know if that's what you know all of the teams did or not, but that's what we chose to do. And asked them, told them a little bit about the program and, you know, what the different teams uh, that were in the program have done so far. And just, uh, you know. Ask them what they what they thought, you know, and um, again, just uh, like with the Rock Hounds and the former mayor, um, you know, that was much a creation, I would say, of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and the folks down there, you know, they're the ones that kind of came up with Matamoscas and and uh, everything that goes along with that, the logo. Um, so got to give credit to those guys. It's been a good logo for us. You know, I think we've got another promotion with the Matamoscas coming out on Saturday. We're giving out sombreros to the first thousand fans that come through the gate here in Midland on Saturday night. Um, Yeah, so credit to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce for the city of Midland on that. That's definitely a, a, a fun one. And I like the lime green color on it for sure. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm seeing more and more lime green in minor league baseball these days. And that's 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 fun for me. So you all have, have done something that I think is very important for minor league baseball teams, not only to, to not have a nickname based on your parent club, but to serve ice cream in helmets with your actual team logo instead of the parent club logos. So I understand from our, our pre-interview uh, conversation that, that you used to just serve the ice cream in the A's helmets, but as of very recently, you're now serving them in actual Rockhounds helmets. Yeah, so forever we've had here in Midland our Rockhounds logo helmets that we served the ice cream in. There was a little bit of a shipping delay. Everything's different in 2022 now because of all the COVID stuff. And just it's one of those things. It is what it is. I don't lose any sleep anymore over things that we can't, you know, handle that, that we can't don't have any influence over. So we did recently get in two or three weeks ago our new uh, logo Rockhounds helmets that we serve ice cream in and people love, you know, love the logo. They love eating ice cream out of those helmets. And now they're eating ice cream out of the new logo helmet. So we're really excited about that as well. I can't tell you how important that is to me. You can't see it behind me, but I've got a shelf with about 400 ice cream helmets from different teams behind me here. So it's, you have uh, one of ours. You, you obviously don't, I don't have a rock hounds one yet. So, so you need one. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get you a couple of those. Holy smokes. I, I can't, I can't wait to, to add the rock hounds. Cause this is a, such a great logo to have it on an ice cream helmet. Now I was just, as we were talking, I'm like, I don't think I have a rock hounds helmet and it's because you guys didn't have them. So I'm, I'm yeah, so thrilled yeah. that you have them now, Jeff. Is, I'm going to take care of that. Holy smokes. This is amazing. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. <laughs> Jeff, this has been so much fun. I love this brand and uh, it's been, it's been great to, to learn about it. And it's a, it's a great new brand. Can't wait to talk to Torch Creative about it next. Where can people, Hey, where can fi- people find you on uh, social media? So, yeah. So my personal uh, Twitter handle is at Bonholly Jeff. Von Holly Jeff. Okay. Yeah, and I'll put that. Holly, yeah. Jeff, thank you so much. And I'll look forward to adding that uh, Rockhounds helmet in a, a prominent spot in the collection there. Perfect, Paul. Thank you so much. I uh, always enjoy talking to you and everything that you do for minor league baseball in general and for, you know, the Rockhounds here in Midland more specifically. I'll appreciate it. All right, everyone. Welcome back. What a treat this is for me now for the first time on baseball by design to be joined by the the design firm the creative firm torch creative i'm joined by brad bishop and michael thurman gentlemen thank you for being here we appreciate you having us yeah hey paul how you doing i'm doing really well i've been familiar with your work for a while because you guys created the logo for the website that uh, i write for chris creamers sportslogos.net and so 
I, I was thrilled to finally get the chance to talk to you back in 2021 when you did the rebrand for the Midland Rockhounds. Because, you know, I was I knew your work. I knew that you had designed the logo for sportslogos.net. And uh, now we had to, the opportunity to talk about a, a brand for a minor league baseball team and this really well-received rebrand that you all did for this, this long-standing team. So when you all created this rebrand, when you worked with the team to rebrand this long-standing look, what were your considerations? What were your goals? What were the conversations that you had with the team? It was actually really great when they reached out to us because they – basically gave us a clean slate but one of the parameters that they had was they really liked their rocky mark and they didn't want to stray too far from that but they also wanted to introduce some new secondary marks that could uh, complement rocky and you know really kind of reinvigorate the brand a little bit so it was real important that we stay true to the current rocky look or the look that they had while trying to introduce a brand without being too trendy or, or too, uh, you know, just too kitschy. So we, we tried to find that, that balance there to really help them build that identity out. And their, their color palette was, they had like 10 colors, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. I think they had around yeah. 10 colors and they were like, we need help trying to figure out how to narrow this down and what would work best, what the best color combination would be. So that was w- one of the tasks as well. Well, and the, the, the centerpiece of this logo is Rocky, the Rockhound. He went from being pretty, pretty muscle bound, right? Like he went from being sort of, you know, Hulk Hogan to more of like, uh, I don't know, like a Matt Damon style superhero, right? Like the, you know, pretty muscle bound down to a more sort of toned fit superhero dog. Can you, can you talk about the, you know, sort of the thinking that went into the, the new Rocky, the Rockhound? It was basically what you just said, um, trying to tone him down a little bit, as well as just keep the original aesthetic of him, you know, the, the kind of keep some of the original characteristics, um, but, and also to basically create him where there could be different versions of him, head only, bust, full body, you know, these kind of three, three different combinations that they could use uh, as well. I mean, he didn't have an ear, the original, the older <laughs> logo, he did not have an ear. So we wanted to give him some definition and kind of make an anatomically correct. Mm-hmm. And like Brad said, we wanted to give them different iterations that they could use, be it full body or, or the bust or, or the head only. So we wanted to, we really wanted to give them something that was a little flexible uh, with just Rocky himself, not including the other marks that we, that we introduced. Well, let's talk about some of the other marks that you introduced, because this is, I mean, I think this is where, I mean, with Rocky, you updated a, an existing mascot and, and to, to great effect, I think you talked about, you know, avoiding some of the, the, the trends in minor league baseball, which I think are towards the extreme wacky end of things The definitely, you know, Rocky, the Rockhound now is less, wacky than than he was but you introduced uh, some new marks for them some of these new marks that you guys introduced uh with this suite of logos in, in 2021 are really fun and, and have gotten a great reaction so let's start first with the one where you have two pickaxes which the the geologists the rock hounds themselves will use out in the field you've got two pickaxes that face one another to sort of form a letter m where did that idea come from i just happened to have a, a regular hammer uh, you know, laying around and I thought I, I just kind of messed with the angle as I was sketching it out. And I kind of got locked in on a, on the angle where I thought, you know what, if we mirrored this, it would make a great M. So the original sketch actually had a star where the points came. There was a star at the bottom of it. Felt a little too Texas-y or whatever, if that's the right word. Uh, so, and, and we're proud Texans, don't get me wrong, but it just felt a little, <laughs> little overdone so we kind of stripped it back a little bit and we just felt like it made a unique m and and as it turned out they they agreed so uh we ended up putting it on the state of texas for an alternate version of it because they used to be the angels back in the day is that that's right brad right they were the oh, angels. yeah they were. Uh, and one of their logos that was, that was real popular when the angels was the state of texas and so they mm-hmm. kind of said hey can you bring that back which is, and the M just fit naturally on there. It, it came together very nicely. 
Well, and that is the law, right? I think for any team that plays in Texas to have the outline of the state of Texas as part of their logo suite, I think that's that's in the Texas Constitution right there. <laughs> yeah, that that and the use of a single star. star. <laughs> All right, let's talk about stars. You brought up the stars. The primary logo has a series of stars in it. It has four stars sort of in the round L there, and then it has a, a fifth one that looks like it's sort of part of a, a, a dog tag. There is a significance to the number of stars and the stars themselves. Can you guys talk about that? Uh, each star represents a, a decade that they had been there. I think they're, what, 50? They've been there 50 years, somewhere around there. So that you had like a star per decade. And then I believe they won one championship. And the truth is, is it, it was a nod to Texas. <laughs> so uh-huh. when we started Torch, we were like, well, okay, well, we're Texas. So we got to put, like you said, we got to put the state or the star in everything that we do. So uh, that really was a nod to the state itself. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the star motif is, is almost ubiquitous here, here in this state. One of the other logos that was really well received was uh, a series of drops of oil uh, again, referencing the oil industry and, and the name Rockhounds itself, but five drops of oil, four little ones and one larger one that form the shape of a dog's paw. And that's another new mark that was part of the suite that you created in 2021. Yeah, that one came together kind of organically. You know, the what we liked about the project and dealing with the Rockhounds is that it, it was just rife with iconography. I mean, you've got the actual dog itself. So you've got the animal and the you know, you've got that motif with the animal motif, and then you've got the oil motif. And I happened to be out walking one day, it was right after a storm. This is a true story. Uh, I walked, I was walking on my street, and there happened to be a, a mud puddle. And I happened to see a dog print in the mud. And I snapped a picture of it. I thought, okay, well, that's a cool look. And obviously, the paw print is everywhere. People do paw prints from Clemson to, you know, all the different, you know, teams all over the country so we we knew that the paw print had some legs so to speak but we wanted to make it unique and we wanted to make it uh 100 proprietary to the, the rock hound so we just felt like the oil and the paw print came together again really nicely it just happened to be a, a very natural fit yeah I, that one really jumped out at me in particular i really liked that one I, you know sort of a you're like oh paw print and like you know oh those are oil drips making the paw print there too. The original logo, uh, when they changed, you know, to the to the name Rockhounds, they went with you know very, like the the Midland is written in this script. It almost looks like it's sort of from Jurassic Park. They have this like Flintstone style, you know, chiseled rock uh, for Rockhounds. You guys went with a, a a much more sort of elegant, sophisticated, very lightly serifed Midland Rockhounds type. What was your thinking in in creating the the much more sort of scaled back uh, type typographic treatment? The the font and stuff that they had originally was just way too busy. I don't know if they had a lot of problems, you know, when it came to embroidery and things like that. But they were very much looking for something much cleaner, um, and and we did kind of a few different things. We actually tried some new script options, um, but ultimately they just, they really liked the cleanliness of uh, this font we created. Well, and it speaks to the the larger aesthetic that I think that you guys created, which was to go from this very cartoony look that they had right down to the type to a much cleaner, much more professional looking logo. And we sort of talked, we alluded to that at the at the beginning of the episode. It's pretty clear that you guys were charged with, hey, make us look, you know, like a like a professional baseball team instead of a little league team. You kind of nailed it right there. I mean, that's what we talked about when we because because we did the, the typical do the, you know, the site visit and really talk to a lot of the people involved with the team and toured the town and toured the stadium um, and, and really kind of got to see everything we could to to try to figure out how to accomplish that. Uh, we even went to the Texas Oil Museum. Yep. Nice. And, um, you know, that's that's another one of those things where you when you're in a town and you're working with a team or a, a company and you visit something local where you can really just get a grasp on what that area is about. Um, I mean, the, the, that's where a lot of the icons and a lot of the thinking came from. Um, and we had I mean, we had all kinds of different concepts that were oil based, that were 
you know, canine based. Um, but they, I think they kind of liked some of it, but they were like, oh, that's maybe just a little too far away from what we want to do. Um, and they, you know, they came back to, to where we are now. And, and, and I think they made all the right decisions in a lot of that stuff. Still has the essence of the original brand, um, but with this just new, nice, well-received look that they have now. Sure. Yeah, and the truth is, is that look that they had was it was of its time. I mean, it was a certainly a late nineties, early two thousands look. Uh, it, like you said, it almost referenced Jurassic Park, which I know came out sooner than that, but there was that feel to it. Uh, there was, there were lots of colors. There was lots of detail in the, in their mark and they just wanted to strip that down a lot. And it was, you know, I, I'd like to think that, that that's kind of torches, uh, mantra, if you will, as we try to, keep it as clean as possible where it, whenever we do a mark or, or a suite of marks. And we just felt like stripping away some of that detail just kind of helped. I mean, we'd mentioned the colors earlier. That was just part of it, you know, and again, the detail. They had oil derricks in the in the old logo. They were really small and, you know. They had they were, actual little oil drops shooting out of the. Right, right. Oil. Yes. I mean, so there was a ton of detail and, and, and I, do know that that caused them some problems on the embroidery yeah. side. So we just want to strip that down again, try to stick true to what they had, but just kind of elevate it for lack sure. of a better term. Sure. It was received very well at the time. Uh, and I think that uh, minor league baseball fans who had seen a lot of the sort of super wacky stuff responded well to this because it was, you know, not that right. It was different from what we were seeing in the, in the minor league baseball landscape. In the, what's it been, eight, nine, ten months since then, what have you experienced in terms of the of the reaction to it? How, how has the response been to the, the new brand that you created? Well, I know just strictly from a fandom standpoint, it's been very well received. Uh, from a company standpoint, you know, we have had leads and we're actually working on a project right now for another team that will, that will come down the road later. Who is it and what are you doing? I promise not to tell anyone. <laughs> but we'll be happy to talk to you about that later. <laughs> great, but, great. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's been, you know, it's been really well received for us. And, and we're, or, you know, we're happy that it's brought us more business because we really like minor league baseball. And we feel like there's enough space in the, you know, in the minor league uh, arena that we can all you know, get a, get a little piece of the pie, if you, so to speak, you know, just so, you know, we can bring in hopefully our aesthetic that kind of counters the, the trendy stuff, you know, absolutely. We'll yeah. I mean, it was, it was very well received and we've also had several people that we know that we've dealt with or talked to or met over the years that have sent us emails and notes and stuff and said, man, this looks wonderful. So glad you guys were able to work on this, um, you know, a, a kind of a long overdue update. Um, so that's that's been very very positive and, and tons of positive response on our social media outlets. Yeah. Well, anecdotally, the you know the response on social media was was overwhelmingly positive when I when I saw it. So. And let me, I want to throw one more thing out there too. And yeah, um, if you're if you're a if you're a designer and you enjoy sports and entertainment and you get a project like this, these are the dream projects. I mean, we were so lucky and blessed to be able to work on this. And this is one of those where we didn't care how many hours we had into it. We didn't care, you know, you're, you, you bounce out of bed in the morning and you sit down to work on this because it's just, it was a dream project and it was so much fun. And we were just thrilled with the way it turned out. Well, so I am a designer and I, you know, and I do, you know, that's sort of my, my day job in particular. And the, there are jobs that just are really fulfilling and you really enjoy working on every day and they just sort of come together in a way that, that you really like. But uh, I'll, I'll ask you to expound on that a, a little bit, Brad. Like, what was it that, that made this one a dream project? Was it the, the aesthetic? Was it the working in minor league baseball? Was it working with this team in particular? Like, like what was that? You know, it was, it was a combination of multiple elements. A, it was our first big full team rebrand for minor league baseball. B, they were in Texas. C, like Mike mentioned earlier, the iconography we had to work with was just so plentiful. Um, and I don't know if you happen to kind of look around our website. We do tons of characters. We do a lot of college mascots and a lot of characters. 
character work. So we just, we love that aspect of it as well. So you take those elements and then plus the kind of really thinking conceptually, you know, like Mike talked about the, the, because he did the paw print, the old drop paw print and the end uh, uh, pickaxe or the rock hammer ends. So the conceptual side of it, trying to, you know, figure out this concept that works together, all of that stuff was like the perfect combination for a project like this. And then there was the challenge, honestly, to take the character driven aspect of it and marry it with those, uh, you know, secondary and tertiary marks. Uh, you you kind of want to, you want, obviously you want to make them uh, united and have a very uh, consistent feel. So, uh, but there is a challenge. I mean, cause you do have the, the crazy Rocky character uh, and then you've got the cleaner secondary marks. So that was a challenge that, that we loved, you know, we love taking on. It's really fun and, and refreshing for me to hear that, right? Because the, the, for minor league baseball fans, right? These logos are so much fun and people love them so much. And to hear the designers who are creating these brands are having as much fun creating them as we are having consuming them. That's really edifying for me as a, as a fan and a consumer of these logos. So that's, that's, that's fun to hear that. And it's one of the reasons I love talking about this sort of thing on, on this podcast. So Brad, you mentioned your website. What is the website? Where can people find you guys online? Yeah, they can find us at torchcreative.com. And then from there, we have all the links to our social media channels. So just visit our website, take a look around, drop us an email, send us a note. We, we love talking to other designers and, and, you know, we've made a lot of wonderful friends in this industry. You know, some of our great friends are competitors as well. So it's, uh, you know, we love hearing from everybody. Drop us a note if you, if you swing by. Well, I'll definitely do that. I, I'd love to go come catch a game with you guys in Texas there. So I, I need to, to build up my, my Texas bona fides. I've only been to a, a Texas Rangers game. So I, I don't have any minor league baseball in Texas and, I, and that's my only major league there. So well, and the, and the good thing now is they have air conditioning at the Rangers. <laughs> I do remember my ice cream helmet at the Rangers game melting at like 10 o'clock at night. It was oh, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. It was still like 98 degrees. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this has been great. Thank you so much. Uh, look forward to talking to you again about more of your projects. Thank you, Paul. We really appreciate your time. Absolutely. We appreciate it. All right, everyone, welcome back. As promised, this is a very special segment here on Baseball by Design. Right now I have McGruff the Crime Dog. Uh, McGruff's handler, Stephen, is going to be calling him in. And we're going to be talking to McGruff about minor league baseball, taking a bite out of crime, and whether he uh, has a more direct involvement with the Midland Rockhounds than he's letting on. McGruff, uh, Paul would like to talk to you on our baseball podcast here. Oh, uh, that would be great. Oh, hi, Paul. How are you doing? Well, hi, McGruff. Certainly a pleasure to speak with you. I'm looking forward to our interview. Oh, this is just going to be exciting for me, too. And uh, this is awesome because uh, this is the first time I ever got to do kind of a baseball-type podcast. Well, you know, there's certainly a lot of crime in baseball that we need to talk about. Well, so, there's uh, crime all over our country, unfortunately. True, true. And, well, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how we can take a bite out of crime in baseball. Well, thank you. You know, this episode that we're doing is uh, on a team called the Midland Rockhounds, and I wanted to address some some rumors that their mascot, Rocky the Rockhound, is either you in disguise, is McGruff undercover as Rocky the Rockhound, <laughs> or or is Rocky the Rockhound a, a relative of yours? Well, it, uh, you know, I saw a picture of uh, Rocky for the Midland Rockhounds. He's their mascot. And there is a resemblance. However, it is not officially me, no. Um, we're probably related canine-wise, but uh, we'll have to leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> All right. But, but it is it is resemblance of the uh, the face. He is a bloodhound, and that's what I am, too. So uh, Probably a distant relative, then. Yeah, probably so. Well, in addition to being joined by McGruff right now, we are joined by Paul Del Ponte, who is the executive director of the National Crime Prevention Council, which is uh, really McGruff's uh, organization. So, uh, so I'm joined by both Paul and McGruff right now. So, uh, Paul, thanks so much for coming on and joining McGruff and me and talking about how we can take a bite out of crime in, in minor league baseball and addressing the rumors that McGruff actually is Rocky the Rockhound. So this is, it's an important conversation we're having. Well, thank you for having me on, Paul. Look, look forward to it because um, 
crime is everywhere. We've got to take a bite out of it. And it doesn't taste very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I do want to address specifically with McGruff here, crime and baseball. What do you think with the, your work with the National Crime Prevention Council? Let's let's talk about stealing signs in, in baseball. What do, what do we do to stop stealing signs as a as a dog crime preventer? Well, from what I understand, uh, this has kind of been a problem the last couple, three years or so. And of course, Major League Baseball is hopefully on top of it. Right now, it, it appears that if they are caught stealing signs, there is penalties for that. And if it looks like uh, signs are being stolen, that uh, they should act upon immediately. And uh, if they have to, uh, you know, do some disciplinary actions. Now, catchers and pitchers, you know, they have been given signs for years. You know, they uh, catchers point their fingers down or, you know, whether it be a curve or fastball or uh, whatever, you know, sinker ball, whatever it may be. And of course, you know, as a, the catchers and the pitchers, that's called the battery, uh, they know exactly what each other's doing. Of course, you know, there's uh, ways of two-way communications now that didn't used to be uh, several years ago. You know, you can use a, a radio or a uh, <clears throat> even through a computer or cell phone or something like that. For a, uh, for a bloodhound, you're surprisingly current in uh, the latest news in, in, in baseball crime prevention. So I appreciate that. If you were a baseball player, if suppose you were undercover on a minor league baseball team as a baseball player, I have always envisioned that you'd be playing catcher, right? That you'd be behind the plate. You get your eyes on the whole field. And if anyone's trying to swipe a bag, you would know right away. And you'd be the one responsible for throwing them out. What do you think? If you were on a baseball team, ostensibly, you know, we're not going to say you actually are undercover as Rocky the Rockhound, but it, supposing you were, what position do you think you would play? Well, <clears throat> I would say uh, the person that uh, could really probably see this would be the individual behind the plate behind the catcher called the umpire mm. you know they're kind of the officials of the game and they regulate the rules and things like that okay all right i like it paul can you talk about with the national crime prevention council what is the role that that sports play uh in in your organization and the things that that you're doing for maybe working with youth or the communities at large sure um sports has always played a big role in the organization because our approach is everybody can help take a bite out of crime. You want to motivate people. That's the issue. People, you know, always tend to think, well, it's, it's the police's problem to worry about. It's somebody else's problem to worry about. But our whole point is about taking ownership. And athletes uh, play a tremendous influencing role in what others think and what they do. So we have constantly worked with professional athletes, um, minor league athletes, amateur athletes, all kinds of athletes to join and help send the message to their fans, people who look up to them to say, hey, I can help, you can help too. Um, this weekend, we were down in Daytona. We had a uh, NASCAR uh, driver um, sporting McGruff uh, in our program, Go For Real, on what is undoubtedly the best looking car in NASCAR on the circuit right now. That's for sure. I'll tell you, but, uh, and then over the years, we've done other things. I don't know if I'll hold these up, uh, collectible baseball cards, um, with McGruff and important crime prevention messages on them. So athletes continue to play a role in taking a bite out of crime and it helps motivate others to do so. All right. Well, I'll ask you one other question about the actual uh, the campaign, the uh, the McGruff the Crime Dog campaign. It was uh, launched in 1980. There was an there was essentially a, a name the campaign contest, like a public contest, which is something that minor league baseball teams do all the time. They're always having contests to you know choose a logo or choose a team name. McGruff has been around since 1980. The artwork has remained largely unchanged, if if I if I have that right. Has there ever been talk of uh, you know like a you know, like a Poochie from the Simpsons style rebrand here. Has there ever been talk about changing the actual look of, of McGruff or is McGruff just who McGruff is and that's never going to change? Well, uh, McGruff has evolved a little bit over the years. Um, uh, he now sports a tie, which uh, oh, was yeah. not part of the original. And then the big news is that in the last two weeks, we have launched McGruff in 3D animation. Uh, oh, so that, 
it is largely the same look, but in 3D animation. Where can people find that? Where can people see that? People can go to uh, ncpc.org slash go for real and look at the ads there. They're in both English and Spanish. Okay. And you get to see McGruff ready for the 21st century to battle 21st century crimes. Okay. McGruff, I I was I'm trying to think of some minor league teams that you might be a fan of. So I'll 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 ask you first. Are there any teams out there that 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 you really appreciate as McGruff the Crime Dog? Well, you know, over the years, uh, we have uh, appeared at some minor league stadiums. I remember one time I was in uh, Burlington, Iowa, and uh, they had Bob Feller, the uh, Hall of Famer. You know, played for the Cleveland Indians um, and for his career and he is a hall of fame he's passed away now but they were asking various mascots to come in the midwest league to uh be with bob feller and he and uh, and actually we got to you know hit a hit a ball for, off bob feller that was uh, really neat and and we you know we visited some other teams uh, throughout the area and in the midwest league that i was kind of familiar with and then you know they have various minor league clubs all over the united states but uh, we'd be happy to you know visit them if they wanted to uh, have us come and appear uh, with them getting back to the uh, the minor league teams that uh, that i thought you might be a fan of we have on one hand you've got the joliet slammers over here then that's you know very much a sort of law enforcement themed uh, team of course they have jl bird who was the actual prisoner himself uh, and then you have teams like the Quad Cities River Bandits, who yes. are, you know, they're wearing their mask and they're they're looking right. like they're up to no good here. So, if you're McGruff the Crime Dog, where, where and the the Quad Cities River Bandits are going up against the Joliet Slammers, which would never happen because they're different <laughs> classifications. Yeah, they're they're for, different. They're in different leagues. Who are you rooting for there in the stands? Well, you know, when when I go to uh, visit a ball game or whatever, you know, I oh, I suppose you know every. Every person, even any dog that enjoys it, has a favorite team. But I kind of have to remain unbiased, you know, that type of thing. It's uh, whoever I'm there uh, watch. We just enjoy the game of baseball. And it's uh, the idea is to have fun as a family, to have fun as an individual, as a fan. Of course, root for your team, you know, if you have a favorite one and that type of thing. But uh, I guess the answer to your question is whatever a ballpark I'm there at the time, uh, it's just fun to be part of baseball. I have to say this is my first time having a dog on the podcast, but I know that you've made some other appearances in uh, popular media. The one that stands out in my mind, I remember that you were on an episode of The the Family Guy. But where else have you appeared, McGruff, out there in the in the world of popular culture? Well, you know, we've been on uh, several uh, podcasts, you know, over oh. the last uh, few months. But the, uh, Family Guy wasn't the only a television show we've ever really appeared on. There was a program back in the 1980s called Webster. And uh, we actually were on that program too. And what it was basically is there was a, a police officer, I believe from Los Angeles, uh, who was a McGruff portrayer. And uh, they actually had McGruff come to the school that Webster was going to. I believe there was some bullying or something like that, you know, going on. And McGruff, we were talking about that. And so in we, we um, let's see, just a few years ago, uh, there was a Geico commercial that had uh, had us on there, uh, too. And it kind of made a comeback after several years. All right. Well, and we've asked you point blank and you're denying being Rocky the Rockhound undercover. But I know that, that there's correct. been there have been many, many bat dogs in minor league baseball. There's been a ton of, uh, you know, dogs in minor league baseball whose job it is to run you know, balls out to the umpire. They collect the bats after players have used them. I'll ask you this question. I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'll ask you, are any of those working with you or any of those, uh, you know, supplying information through the pipeline? Well, no, I've never had the opportunity of working per se. I've heard, you know, kind of like the kind of like a service dog. They actually will take a baseball or a bat or pick up a glove or <laughs> take out something uh, to the officials or to one of the players or something like that. I've heard of that happening. Um, however, uh, I don't know any of them personally, but uh, I, I think it's great when all teams can have a mascot. And if there's a dog involved, you know, that's a lot of fun, too. All right. Well, Paul, I wanted to ask you, too, before we before we get out of here, if you if you would just tell us how people can can find the National Crime Prevention Council and and just a little bit about the the, the work that you're doing out there in communities across the country. 
great. Well, we, we have a, a number of active programs. Uh, we are uh, continuing to be available and to help people around issues like cyberbullying and, and a host of other things. We have two major programs that we are um, uh, involved in right now. One of them we talked a little bit about is Go For Real. That is to encourage people to buy real as opposed to fake counterfeit products mm -hmm. because that whole issue affects and is building a $1 trillion criminal enterprise around the globe that ranges from everything from fake sporting goods equipment, um, you know, bats that can shatter on you and, and, and things like that, which is dangerous in and of themselves, all the way up to the sale of fake pills that are laced with fentanyl and that are killing teens at an alarming rate. Uh, we have a program involving uh, pre uh, preventing violent crime, which is all about communities working together with the police to stop violent crime before it happens. Folks can find out about those and a whole lot more at our website. And then the other exciting thing we've been very busy on this uh, uh, this past year is getting McGruff on all the social media platforms. So I urge you to give yourself a treat and look at McGruff do some dancing on TikTok. McGruff is on TikTok. He, McGruff the crime dog beat me to TikTok. So that's uh... <laughs> we, we have we had a lot of fun doing those. I have I have no doubt that 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 was fun. Do you have any appearances coming up at ballparks or or other sports uh, events soon? Well, uh, we had been at the Nationals uh, back in June, okay. and they had a it was kind of it was a lot of fun. It was called a President's Race. Uh, they had the various mascots there. And uh, yours truly was kind of directing them <laughs> nice. during the race, you know, that type of thing. But um, right now, it's uh, like I say, with the local markets and things, uh, they just need to contact their uh, local law enforcement agencies or whatever. if They would like to have a McGruff appearance and we can see what we can do. Paul and McGruff, I really appreciate you guys joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I also want to thank your friends, Stephen and Tatiana, who uh, did a ton of work to help set this up. This is This has been great fun paul right now the uh as you're setting up these social media outlets we'll just i think direct folks to your website what's the website for the national crime prevention council our website is nctc.org fantastic thank you all so much i appreciate it and look forward to seeing mcgruff take a, a bite out of crime yeah thank you, you know all crime really needs paul is a chance here so don't give it a chance and you can help your old pal mcgruff take a bite out of crime what a moment. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for that, McGruff. I really appreciate it. This has been great fun. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Have a great day.